It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Monday, April 17th, 2023. I'm Beckler. Welcome to the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. Sans Shauna today. Shauna was out in Fernie for... Uh, we can get away with a bunch of her friends, and I think she's taken an extra day to recuperate and take her time coming back, which is always nice. Hope she's enjoyed herself. So it was a solo show today, but uh, we had a lot of fun. We covered a lot of ground. We talked about... Uh, well, we actually had two different Terry of the Month nominees on today's show. I don't know if that's ever happened before, but we did. Uh, we're going to talk about samples at Costco... Uh, a type of bed and why it exists, and etymology. I took on the role of etymologist today in Shauna's absence. Uh, a friend was prompted to tip on something recently, and he couldn't believe it, so we'll get into that. I got a couple funny clips for you. My wife McKenna's back with her version of the news. She will be uh, reading it herself this time. We're going to talk about this uh, clip of our Prime Minister uh, debating a supporter of the PPC, the People's Party of Canada. You may have seen this clip. Uh, last month and I'm so excited the NHL playoffs kick off tonight it was finally nice here this weekend and I find that you know once the weather starts to turn it's more difficult to to be excited about hockey but the start of the playoffs the first week I think the first round is always so exciting because there's so much hockey on and there's so many you know there's, there's always upsets there are games that go well into multiple over overtimes and as a fan of the Boston Bruins this year I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm extra excited but uh, if your team isn't in the playoffs, what I've done is put together a guide for you uh, as to who you should cheer for. And that's after your out-of-context clip of the show. Go hit his ass right now. Come off that ball with, with gas coming at your back end. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So the NHL playoffs start tonight, and they will do so without the Calgary Flames. So if you're a Flames fan, you kind of have a decision to make. If you plan to keep following the playoffs, uh, who are you going to cheer for? Who is it going to be? Perhaps you've already made a decision, but if you haven't, uh, I've come up with a handy guide here to help you determine where to throw your support uh, during these NHL playoffs. Okay. So if you want to see the Oilers eliminated as quickly as possible, uh, you are an LA Kings fan now, and I strongly recommend this option myself. If you believe this theory that the league is conspiring to make expansion franchises in American cities successful... Well, then you'll probably want to cheer for Vegas or Seattle if you're a fan of the theory. Uh, if you long for a bygone NHL era where we saw dynasties, you know, like the 90s Wings or the 80s Islanders or Oilers or like the Canadians pretty much any time before that, then you're cheering for Tampa. And if not Tampa, perhaps Colorado. If you're easily manipulated by the media, if you just turn on the TV and go, uh-huh, at everything you see, uh, the Leafs are your team. If you want to see the cup go somewhere it's never been before, your options are Florida, Minnesota, or Winnipeg. If you want to see the cup back in Canada, but not to an annoying fan base, the Jets are your best bet. If you want to see the cup as far away from Canada as possible, cheer for Dallas. Geographically, they are the furthest. If you work for the league itself, if you work for the NHL, you probably want to see the cup in New York, either the Rangers or the Islanders, maybe Dallas too, big market teams. Maybe you're thinking, Beckler, I'm kind of a boring person. I want everyone to look at the cup winner and go, eh, it's Carolina or New Jersey. Those are both great choices, both boring teams. Uh, if you're a communist, cheer for the Oilers. But if you like heart, depth, if you think hockey's a team game, if you want to be part of an historic achievement, 
Find yourself a seat on the wagon for your Boston Bruins. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Got a Terry of the Month nominee for you. Uh, I don't know if you caught the show last week, but Shauna and I were reading this email we got from friend of the show, Melissa. And her dad was on the Mindbender roller coaster at West Edmonton Mall in 1986 when it crashed. He was in the back car. He was one of four people seated back there, and he was the only one to survive. And just barely by the sounds of it, um, Melissa said the doctor stopped counting the breaks in his legs at 20. But since then, he's made an incredible recovery. And she said for the last 30 years, he's become quite an experienced backcountry snowmobiler. And then Shauna and I got this call. I reckon I just heard you say that dude still snowmobiles. Yeah. Like Terry, Terry of the Year Award. Yeah, to come back from that and to go and then get right back to sledding. Absolutely, no, that is a Terry maneuver right there. <laughs> That's the Terry Hart right there. Yeah. Tell us, Doc, will he ever sled again? Cherry can, dude. I'm going sledding. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty remarkable, though. Actually, I reread the email from Melissa, and they thought they were going to have to amputate his legs. Oh my god! As long as I have my thumbs, I will sled. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't take his thumbs. Whatever you do. <laughs> oh my god! I know a guy. I know a guy who lives in Alaska who is like uh, paralyzed from the waist down, and he sleds like there's no tomorrow. But when he crashes, it's pretty sad like oh yeah no kidding oh yeah he'll try to climb a 10,000 foot peak and you're like bro what if you crash he's like come and get me i'm like bro what do you know but he he still rides his dirt bike it's pretty gnarly and i'm guessing he wouldn't want any sympathy on those crashes no he would no terry doesn't terry doesn't bleed red he bleeds sled yeah (laughs) that's amazing that is a terry of the month for sure Terry of the Year. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I don't know if you saw this at the end of last week, this clip of Prime Minister Trudeau debating a self-proclaimed PPC supporter of the People's Party of Canada at the University of Manitoba. This clip was all over the place in the response to it. And a co-worker actually asked Shauna and I if we brought this up on air. And we didn't. I didn't really, th- I didn't really think it was worth acknowledging, and yet here I am acknowledging it. But uh, in the clip, so it's it's a two minute exchange between the prime minister and the seventeen year old kid. The kid's got like a TikTok haircut, and they're in the middle of a crowd of people. Um, and throughout the clip, you know, the the kid is sharing his his views, which I would say are fairly controversial. And the prime minister is patient with him, but also fairly sharp with his responses. And, it, and in the two minutes, these two, they managed to talk about the low-income dental care plan, the vaccine mandate, religion, and then finally abortion in two minutes. So it was a real deep conversation, but this is the clip that was getting uh, a lot of praise for the Prime Minister, what he says at the end on the abortion topic. You are, you are, you are not in favor of saying yes. A woman who was raped should get, uh, should be able to choose uh, to not bear that child. Uh, uh, I honestly don't know. Uh, it sounds like you need to do a little more thinking and, and a little more praying on it as well. So if you didn't hear that, Trudeau says, it sounds like you need to do a little more thinking and a little more praying on this. Part of the reason I didn't talk about this is because it reminds me of some of the cringiest videos on the internet that you'll see sometimes with titles like Ben Shapiro destroys liberal college student. And it's always the same. It's always some like nervous kid with the microphone shaking in their hand. And then they're trying to debate someone like Ben Shapiro, a professional provocateur, you know, like a, a millionaire who argues for a living. He's up there all smug. It's like, yeah, you really smoked him, Ben Shapiro. Like, 
This is no different. I would expect the prime minister of our country to be able to, quote, clap back at a 17-year-old kid. Do you remember what you were like at 17, what you thought? I was wrong about everything. I think there are, you know, some 17-year-olds that have a pretty good idea of what they believe and why and could make a strong argument for it. Uh, But most can't. And this kid is not one of them. So, I mean... To praise the Prime Minister for, you know, for landing a, a huge blow against some 17-year-old kid, I mean, that's substantially easier than answering tough questions from reporters and opposition parties, isn't it? The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. This has become a staple of the show on the days when Shauna is off. Uh, my wife McKenna's version of the news. We recorded this late last night. Uh, we had to be a little bit quiet because the kids were in bed, but I give you... McKenna's. Okay. According to TikTok, this year's hottest spring coat trend is like a long black leather coat. Like almost to your feet. When I hear this, I instantly think of the show Friends when they're like walking down the streets of New York. Oh, like that style? Yeah. I think of like Like Wesley Snipes. I don't expect you to know who that is. Like Rachel and Monica, friends. That's what I picture like instantly. Okay, so I don't know if anyone remembers or has the knowledge of this, but when Justin Bieber canceled all his like recent tour dates because he had that like facial... Oh, yeah, he had uh, palsy, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Um, So he was supposed to perform at last year's Coachella, and then he canceled due to do that. And then he was just seen dancing at Coachella, where fans hoped that he would make a guest appearance. To their disappointment, he, however, did not. He did look like he was having fun, though. Okay, this is cool. Goodwill... Goodwill opened like a massive outlet store in Calgary last weekend. So it's a second one that will be opening in all of Western Canada. Um, And at this particular one, it will be a unique kind of shopping where like you'll navigate the warehouse using location marks and treasure hunting skills. Okay. Like, that sounds so fun. So it puts kind of like your thrifting skills to the test. Yeah. Goodwill is, uh, I know some of the the people who work for Goodwill because they're um, an ex-broadcasting change partner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so apparently it's all bins too. Like you have to like sort through it yourself. I thought this was funny. They mentioned on the website to bring gloves to wear while you're like sifting. Through. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like they have that on oh, so there. So it's like true thrifting. Then. They're like due to the items being unsorted and dusty. Hmm. That was a good Calgary one. Good job. Um, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, According. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. According to Six Bells, which is like a magazine, I think, um, this spring's hottest spring decor is something that you might find outside, and they call it Touch of Nature. So they say, expect not just the essence of nature, but to see its motifs in some of your favorite pieces. (laughs) What do you think that means? Are you supposed to bring nature in? I think like like the boys bring a lot of like sticks into the house. So I you're was like, say the same thing. Were you, were you? Yeah, they're already doing touch count? of nature. Yeah. Go and bring them and doing touch of nature. For there's always just sticks at the door. Like you walk into someone's house and there's just sticks and rocks everywhere. You're like, yeah, the kids are great at decorating. Like, they really hit the that dirty rock. Really looks good. <laughs> that filthy rock really ties the room together, doesn't it? Well, like there's bugs on it, too. <laughs> uh, uh, 
And now you're informed, okay. I guess. Okay. And Shauna podcast. So we recorded that last night at like 10:30 after the kids had gone to bed, um, and the the full clip was like eight minutes long. So I had to do some serious editing to cut her down to to be a, an appropriate newscast length. But I wanted to, and I really debated on whether or not I should do this. I wanted to include some of the outtakes for you that didn't quite make it. For example, this moment where McKenna realized that one of her stories really wasn't all that interesting. To their disappointment, he, however, did not. He did look like he was having fun, though. Was he just... like an hour to write <laughs> and then at several other points we were uh, derailed for other reasons in our recording boy it's not good okay <laughs> <Kay. Kay. laughs> well don't fart during the news <laughs> <laughs> that's not very professional anyway okay uh, that <laughs> Okay, stop. <laughs> You're not. Stop farting during the news. You're not. <laughs> anyway, I was like, yeah, do I include those or... But you know what? You're a loyal... You're a loyal Venus head, so... I think you deserve to, to see the truth. Warts and all. You know where you can make all the noise you want at 10.30? Chatting with your partner. Or otherwise. In a Shane Holmes paired home. These 1,624 square foot duplexes start from the 490s and feature large bedrooms and next level soundproofing. For more info, visit ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The and Shauna Podcast. This clip came down my feed yesterday from the University of British Columbia football team, and it was a coach putting the offensive line through some drills. Uh, and I have the clip here for you. Just listen to how passionate this dude is. He's on that right shoulder. Go hit his ass right now. Come off that ball with, with gas coming at your back end. Ready? Move. Come on, get that second step in the ground. Ready? Like he's intense and he's right down there with the guys. He's an older coach too, and he's right down there mucking it up. It kind of reminded me of uh, the first year I played football. The very first year I played football, I was 13, I think. And I'd played competitive sports all my life up to that point. I had all kinds of coaches, right? Fun coaches, tough coaches. But football was something else. I remember the first week of training camp, there were no balls. It was just conditioning. And it was hell. Because it was like late August. It was hot. The mosquitoes were horrible. So we were like soaked in mosquito spray, but also sweating like I've never sweated before. So every evening, my friends and I, who were trying to make the team, we would bike over to the field where they would have these sessions and we could put through this torture and the coaches were so intense but like in a in a tough love kind of way right i've always thought like i got two boys who are eight and five and i've always thought that if they don't want to play football i'll be fine with that simply because of the concussion risk but it definitely built character and like camaraderie amongst the team because you're all out there the whole team was out there suffering together and especially for the bigger boys on the line i remember like looking at the old lineman and thinking okay well if i'm dying they must be really dying, so I, I can't quit now, you know? But anyway, the coach in this clip, the coach that you just heard, uh, happens to be Dan DeRazio, former CFL coach, and the guy behind 
One of this radio show's favorite clips of all time. 6'5 measured. That's true. And he's 305. Those measurements right there are, he's got good girth. He's got a good looking body. He's got a body. It's a real body. It's not a, he's not, he's got no flab on him. He's a, he's a real good looking guy. It's what you want. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I have a second Terry of the Month nominee for today. And I don't know if that's ever happened before that we've had two Terry of the Month nominees in the same day, but it's a good day. You can hear the first one on today's podcast if you missed it earlier. But this second Terry of the Month nominee, a friend was telling me a story about a few years back when he was in a small town, and he and some guys were shooting at Tannerite. Tannerite's like an explosive that you can shoot at, and if you use enough of it, it really makes quite an explosion. I've never done it. It seems like a ton of fun every time I've seen it done. I would like to do that, but I haven't done it. So anyways, they're out there shooting at this Tannerite, and... There was like a fuel tank nearby that caught fire and then this old barn went up in flames. And one of the guys there happened, this is a small town of course, happened to be like with the volunteer fire department. So he hustled off <laughs> to get the fire truck and the guys remaining were wondering what to do about this fire. So one of the guys took his truck and backed in toward the fire and tried to put it out by, by spinning the tires and kicking dirt at it. And he actually ended up burning out his transmission doing this. I guess it was kind of working before the transmission went. This kind of reminds me of that um, that guy Shauna knows at her parents' cabin, Terry the water skier, who pulled out an old, an old tree with his water skiing boat. He's got this this powerful water skiing boat that he's super proud of, and he used it to pull out a tree. Or even was it... Uh, where were the fires in BC a couple years ago where some Terry was out there with his boat spraying water at it? And it's just like the moment that Terry can be a real hero like that is so good. And uh, this Terry was on, on his on his way to becoming a hero by kicking dirt on the fire with his truck before his poor transmission went. But that's serious Terry behavior. Just the whole thing. The shooting, the fire, the attempt to put it out. Eventually, the volunteer firefighter came back with the truck and they got that thing under control, but it cost them a transmission and a barn in the meantime. Terry, the month nominee right there. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I got this message from front of the show, Jacob, yesterday, and I'll just read it to you. He said, I know you've talked a couple times on the show about the insanity of tipping culture. This happened to us last night and I thought you'd get a kick out of it. He said, we went to, and then named this bar here. I would love to name and shame the bar, but I won't do that. For my friend's birthday, and they were using a credit card machine for cover charge. And incredibly, the person taking cover charge turned the machine towards me on a tip page with a 15 or 18% minimum tip option. I just stared dumbfounded for a second before hitting the no tip option, and the girl saw it and scoffed. I feel like I'm losing my mind. <laughs> so, I mean, I understand. I mean, most people wouldn't think to tip on a on a cover charge machine, but I made a video, I made a longer video years ago uh, addressing every argument that I've heard in favor of the tipping system and why I think it's wrong. So I won't go into all that detail here. That's up on my Instagram and TikTok if you care or if you'd like to argue against any of my points. But I mean, you'll sometimes hear people say, to Jacob's point here, like, I'm not tipping for that. I'll tip for this, but not for that. That's ridiculous. But I mean, why? Right, like why... Why is it any more ridiculous to tip for this and not for that? Isn't it kind of ridiculous that any job expects extra money? I don't know. I think I think more and more people are starting to 
to, to get over this weird thing that we still do for some reason that they don't do in all parts of the world. And workers in tipped industries for years have often said, and rather smugly in my opinion, if you can't afford to tip, you can't afford to go out. So you know what? I rarely go out these days. I mean, with, with the, the increased cost of everything on a menu, and I mean, I get that places have to do that because their costs have gone up too. But then, you know, on top of that, the tips are now starting higher and higher and it's a larger you're tipping on a larger bill so it's a higher percentage tip you know 100 bucks 150 dollars for a meal and two drinks for mckenna and i if if we go out that's like the minimum many people see the value there but i don't so you know if you can't afford a tip don't go out we don't really anymore the beckler and shauna podcast etymology with shauna Sean is away today, so I'll be your special guest etymologist. Um, do you know where the term trombone comes from? So it's not trombone. It doesn't break down into the, the syllables trom and bone. It, it's actually tromba, which is the Italian word for trumpet, plus the uh, the suffix own, which is big. So together, you get big trumpet, the tromba own, the big trumpet, the big horn. I also this is I this is what set me down this um, this path yesterday. I was listening to a podcast and the host mentioned that uh, one of the the early versions of the trombone was called the sack butt. <laughs> I guess they uh, decided to rename the sack butt the trombone because they wouldn't want it to sound silly now. Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I don't know why I got thinking about this, but uh, you know what's the absolute best. Having a king-size bed. Man, what a game-changer a king-size bed is. If you're like in the market for a new bed, especially if you have a partner that you share a bed with, um, treat yourself and go for the king-size. It is absolutely worth the extra money. Because it's, like, it's huge. A king-size bed is so big. We have one in our master bedroom, and like I have to make a point to go visit McKenna. She, she's so far away. So you know, like I don't know if you ever seen this in in like a real estate ad, uh, listing or something, where the house is clearly owned by an older couple, and sometimes instead of a like one big bed in the master bedroom, they'll have like two twin beds because they don't want to disturb each other while they're sleeping. Well, we kind of solved that with the king size bed, and it's I think it's worth every penny. Go with the king size bed. Uh, but speaking of like real estate listings, there's another thing that I sometimes see when I'm browsing real estate, which I still do. I'm not buying a house right now, but I just I find it interesting. Sometimes in a master bedroom, and again, it seems like particularly if, if the house is owned by like an older couple, you'll see the big four-poster bed. I'm sure you could picture a four-poster bed. It's exactly what it sounds like in the corners of all four corners of the bed. It's got like big posts that go almost all the way to the ceiling, and sometimes it's like framed out around there too. And I was like, what is the purpose of the four-poster bed? Because it seems like a lot. It seems like it would be a lot to move. It seems like it takes up a lot of space. It prevents, like, where you can enter the bed from. And in most cases, it doesn't, like, support anything. It looks like it's strictly for decoration. So I was like, why do we have these four-poster beds? I looked into it, uh, and it goes back to, like, well, medieval times, really. And there was a few different reasons for why you might have a four-poster bed. The first was that bedrooms at the time could be quite drafty so the four poster bed allowed you to, to hang curtains and you could like seal the bed off at night to trap the warmth in there you kind of soup it up in there inside like this little room within your room I guess um, the other reason was for for nobility I guess and for you know for real important people at the time probably the people who could afford these beds 
um, they would often give like speeches and stuff or addresses to their, you know, to their people from the bed. So it was it was another opportunity to have like heraldry on the bed or to have uh, to show off some of the expensive fabrics that they own. So I, I guess if you're one of the king's servants, you're standing in his bed, his bedroom, listening to his orders and admiring his expensive silks and stuff hanging from his four-poster bed. And uh, the final reason is that it all it offered privacy because there were like for for kings and queens and stuff, there were servants and bodyguards coming in and out of the rooms. Um, so then the, the the monarch could have a little bit of privacy within their bed while their bedroom was busy, which, I mean, certainly fits with my Elizabethan sensibilities around modesty. I don't like when the help sees me at slumber. And I guess, you know, if like we said, if, if, if the monarch is with their, their lover and there's people coming in and out of the bed, then it would allow a bit more privacy if they were having knowledge of each other in the biblical sense. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I was at Costco on the weekend and uh, they were doing samples. Love the samples at Costco. It's a big part of the reason why a lot of people go, I think. Um, they've, they've had some strong samples lately, like, you know, cookies and energy drinks and that sort of thing. That's what you go for, right? Nobody, like, those are the samples everyone gets cranked about. Not the healthy stuff. Um, <laughs> there's one of the funnier samples I've seen there. Uh, they were sampling grapes, red seedless grapes. And I mean, typically, I think these these like sampling stations are used to show off a new product that someone may not be familiar with, and then maybe they make an impulse buy. Grapes, we've all had grapes, right? If you hey, would you like to try grapes? I've tried them. Everybody has. Everyone, everyone's had grapes before. It kind of reminded me of the funniest uh, liquor sampling I've ever seen because the liquor stores will do this too. And again, it's often new and exciting liquor products that you haven't seen before. And maybe you'll make an impulse buy. But I walked into <laughs> one liquor store in the Northwest one time, and there was a guy in there doing samples of MGD, of Miller Genuine Draft. And I was like, well, that's odd. Every beer drinker has tried MGD. And he even said to me, he said, hey, you want some MGD? <laughs> that's like not, not do you want to try this or anything? Like, hey, do you just want some? Do you want a sip of MGD right now? And I was like, sure. And I, I mean, I know everyone's tried it because he was calling it by its like nickname. He didn't say, would you like some Miller Genuine Draft? He said, would you like MGD? Because you know what it is. You've had it before. Everybody had. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. This week on X After Hours with Mariah and Ty. I don't even see it, Mariah. It's not noticeable. What the f***? It's everywhere. Oh, now I see it. Yeah, is it on the laptop Did you again? spill on the laptop again? No. What the f***? I thought this was clear. I just washed a shirt. I thought a cranberry drink was going to be clear. X After Hours. Watch the video on YouTube. Stream it wherever you get your podcasts. Or find it at x929.ca.